0: So good. All the time.
1: I got on the scale this morning and I am at my pre-cancer, pre-chemo weight.
0: (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: I ain't real happy about it, but it's a good sign.
0: Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My hair is still struggling to get there, but it's getting there. Won't be long. Thank
0: you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Turn with me to Psalms 127, Psalms 127. We're gonna look at verses one and two this morning. I'm gonna read it in two translations. The first one is gonna be in the King James and then I'm gonna read it in the New Living Translation for clarity. In Psalms 127, verse one and two, it says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, The watchman watches, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, which is another way of saying have anxious worry, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. And then in the New Living Translation, the same passage of Scripture, it says, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. I mean, no, God wants us to rest. Yes. Rest must be important. Yes. But anything you build without involving God uh, your work is in vain and another way of saying that is your work will not be successful yeah. There won't be any true success in your work because you're doing it in yourself You're not using helping or uh, using God's help for it and this sound teaches us to to depend on God yes. For success in building things that will last whether it's a house a family a relationship uh, it doesn't make any difference if it's a business a if it's building national security or security around your home or anything else, make sure God is at the center of it if you want it to be successful. Now notice he didn't say not to have any of those other things like sentries and guards and watchmen and things like that and walls. He's saying that along with those things, you better be trusting in me and believe in me. He will anoint those things. Amen. So these are the ones that God gives rest to, the people that trust in him, the people that have him at the center of their project, at the center of their building. And when you lay your head on that pillow at night, knowing that you have involved God in your life and in the things that you've built, knowing that your family is safe and secure, then you will have sweet, peaceful sleep. No worries, no anxieties. He said, unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with sentries will do no no good. Again, he didn't say not to have sentries. So I'd like to focus on this part of the psalm this morning and use it for a subject. And I'm going to call it the Lord's protection. The Lord's protection. But before we move on, I feel like I must knock over a sacred cow. I have to. I can't help myself. I want to make it clear that although God is our protection, he doesn't object to having watchmen, sentries, policemen, military, uh, to protect what we built, uh, including a city, a state, or a nation. God wants to protect all of these things. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even mind for people to have a personal bodyguard to protect them. He doesn't mind for an individual to protect himself or herself and their families. He don't have a problem with you doing that. And why do I say that? Because I heard a well-known calls himself a Christian person mocking other Christians like myself that believe in the Second Amendment and protecting ourselves and defending ourselves and protecting our families. I'm going to be careful here because I want to stay on Facebook today because I think this is an important message and I know that they have trigger words and when you hit that word it alerts them or it gets their attention and then that's how you wind up getting censored and I hate to say it, but I think you know as small as we are and as far out as our outreach is you think they'd leave us alone but even with our songs, you know, we purchase a license so we can play our songs. Well, when we play a song, they check it out or something, and while they're checking it out, they turn off our broadcast, and so it interrupts the broadcast, and so that's why we don't Facebook, that's why we don't play any more of our songs on Facebook, because you'll miss the first part of the service. But it seems like they want to pick on us, but, and I know there's They do the same to every other ministry. If you say a certain word, they're going to censor it or censor you and wind up turning your broadcasts off. That may happen today. I don't know. I'm going to try not to say those particular words that I know about. But anyway, I've sat by quietly for a long time and held my tongue concerning this issue, but not today, not this time. This time it hit a nerve and you'll see why as we go along, but this individual along with the company of donkeys that he keeps, (laughs) they criticize the second rhymes with commitment and those that believe in it. But if they would read their Bible, they'd find that all through the Bible, they say they're Christians, all through the Bible, God's kings and soldiers and sentries and mighty men of valor, they carried swords and knives and clubs and slingshots and today they would carry uh, It would be automatic Amen. And no other country relies on God's protection more than the little nation of Israel Amen. And there's no other country that God protects more than that little nation of Israel because those are his, his chosen people Those are the ones that started this whole thing They're the ones that brought Jesus into this world. They're the ones that crucified him. So God protects that country. He loves that little country And, and they have a great heritage. And even though God protects them more than any other country, they have the most modern weapons and defense system anywhere in the world. And they have to use it every single day. So if God protects them why do they have to do that? See Christians that advocate controlling Mm -hmm. weapons and oppose that second because they say the Lord should be the only protection we need and it sounds good in theory. It sounds noble and I'm sure some of them are well-meaning but They don't know the word because what they're advocating is a bunch of religious hokey-pokey, and that's all it is. Jesus referred to people like that as hypocrites. He said they're blind guides, nitpickers. He said you will spoon out a gnat from your drink. In other words, a little gnat floating in the drink, and they'll spoon that out because they don't want to be defiled by that gnat. Yet at the same time, they've gulped down a camel without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. And that's, you know, that's people that look at one little thing and nitpick it and try to build a, a, a doctrine on it and a foundation and change laws and change people based on that one little nitpick rule that they have. And they're overlooking the whole big picture of it. They're straining gnats and swallowing camels. And the reason they're hypocrites is because these individuals who say in the name of Christianity that we really trusted God to, if we really trusted God to protect us, we wouldn't need to own a weapon and we wouldn't need to defend ourselves because God will do that for us. And these same people obviously failed world history 101. They're hypocrites because they're the same people that have 24-hour video surveillance on all their properties, alarm systems, double locks on their doors, fences and walls with locked gates, and some even have armed bodyguards that follow them around everywhere they go. And when you think it's well for me and not for thee, that makes you a hypocrite. They don't want to follow the same ideology that they're pushing off on us. And those same donkeys criticized me because I wouldn't get a, they said I needed it to protect me, to protect me from something that rhymes with Cyrus. And the group of people believe in that for the same reason I believe in for protection. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. Huh. I need that to protect me, but I don't need this to protect me. And I believe in the second because we live in a crazy world and it's full of crazy people. So don't criticize me because I want to protect myself and my family and the, and the things I've built. My protection does come from God. He's the one that I rely on, but He expects us to do our part as well and defend and protect the things that He's entrusted to us. If God gave me a car, He don't want me to let somebody hijack it. If He gave me a house, He don't want somebody burning it down. If He gave me a family, He expects me to protect that family. But except the Lord protect the individual, the family, the city, the nation, then the sentries, the military, the police that are trying to get refunded, rhymes with refund, that individual's work will be in vain. So it's okay to have these protections, but it's not okay to rely on them by themselves. We must rely on God to be our protector. And all through the Old Testament, let me say this before I go on to that. When we rely on God, like I said, and he made it clear here, he has no problem with sentries and military and police and guards and watchmen on the wall. So when I look to him for my protection, he steadies my hand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and guides my (laughs) <laughs> yes. endeavors, amen, Yes. Yeah. that's what I want, I want whatever I do to defend myself and my family and my properties, I want it to be anointed when yes. I do it, amen. Amen? amen, and all through the Old Testament we have so many examples about God using armies of Israel to conquer and protect Israel uh, from all kinds of things, and and God had Israel lived in walled, not only walled cities, but garrison cities. They were occupied with soldiers and always had watchmen on the wall. And if he was our protection and he wanted to do everything, why would he have us do that? He not only uses these things, but he sanctions them as well. And the only reason our country has been so successful at defending itself is because Of our heritage with God we're weak and vulnerable right now because with our present leadership they've turned their back on God and they're not worried about defending or protecting us and they certainly don't want God to have any part in it and our military is no longer as powerful and great as it was just a couple of years ago the donkey leadership that we have has diminished our military forces and destroyed their morale by discharging well-trained strong men and women and many of them men and women of God from our armed services because they wouldn't comply and I don't have anything against anybody that I don't have a problem that's your personal choice and I honor it and I, and I don't love you any less if you did get it that's not a problem for me but this donkey leadership is depleting our strategic reserves as you know they left billions of dollars worth of our Modern weaponry in a foreign land and placed it in the, in the hands of our enemies. And now they're sending our weapons and our money to foreign lands to assist them when we need it here. Yeah. We're no longer the powerful military force that we used to be even two years ago. And there's other nations today that have the ability to conquer us and defeat us. But there's always been countries and nations that wanted to conquer us and defeat us. And they tried it at least twice for sure, WW1 and WW2, and then skirmishes all over the world. But besides that, the only war we ever lost was the Civil War. Yeah. Both sides lost that. And the only, and, and, but we have never been defeated in a foreign war. And, it's, and we did have the best military, the best men and women, the most well-trained men and women, the best weaponry, uh, the best strategies, that's, and that's one of the reasons we won. But the main reason we won is because we have always been a country that was based on uh, Christian Judeo principles, and that's the foundation we built this country on. Yeah. So it's not a matter of the size or the type of weapons you have or the strategies you have. It's whether or not you're fighting with God or you're not. Amen. He protects us because we've always been a country that has feared and loved and honored God. And as long as there's a remnant church in this country, I don't care how bad it looks right now. I don't care what the direction it's headed in. As long as there's a remnant church in this country right now, he will always be loved and he will always be honored. Yes. Even if it's just this little church. Yes. Amen. God would have spared Sodom and Gomorrah for if there was one righteous. And he has a remnant church. And the reason I say remnant church is because all the church isn't like this. Amen. There's a lot of the church that sided with the donkeys. There's a lot of the church that don't believe like we do. And so that makes churches like ours a remnant. Churches that believe the entire word of God, we don't pick and choose what we want to believe or disbelieve and we honor and love God all the time. And we look to him as our source all the time. That's the kind of country we used to be. So God is telling us even in this psalm and other places by example that. Uh, It's okay to have armies and sentries and police and every other kind of protection we can think of. As a matter of fact, he he encourages that type of protection. But if we ever get to the place where we think that we're defending ourselves and we don't rely on him anymore, then I'll just say this, this next generation will be speaking Chinese. Oh, that might have been one of them words. I hope not. Thank God for the authorities that protect us. But I've seen places in the Bible, and I can cite you examples, where Israel defeated great armies with a small amount of people. Gideon had an army of 300, and he he, he defeated tens of thousands with that little army. Why? Because that was an anointed army. And I've seen it the other way around. Where we had a great army and we were defeated. Israel, I'm speaking of. And what was the deciding factor when it can go either way? God. See, these battles can go either way. And, And the deciding factor is who trusts, loves, honors, and believes in God. It doesn't make any difference the size of the army then. And those great armies were victorious or defeated because of God. Not because of their size or the number of soldiers or their weapons or their battle strategies. None of that had anything to do with it as long as God is on your side. God could use one person with the slingshot to defeat a great army and another person with the jawbone of an ass to defeat a great army. God ain't in the numbers. And right now you're protected and I'm protected. Our families are protected. To a certain degree even our nation is protected and it's all because God is keeping us and for no other reason it's by the grace and mercy of God that we're surviving yes so pardon me if I don't agree with their ideologies and their thoughts about my second rights Let me show you how God protects us as individuals and as a nation. And this is what's really important because it doesn't make any difference if it's an individual or a family or a town, a city, a country. It doesn't, the whole world doesn't make any difference. It's the same protection for everybody. And we have an example in Job chapter one, verses six through 10 it says now there was a day when the sons of god came to present themselves before the lord and satan also came among them and the lord said to satan from where do you come so satan answered the lord and said from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth in it that's what the devil does he goes to and fro in the earth walking back and forth in it and then the lord said to satan have you considered my servant Job?'" That there is none like him on the earth a blameless and upright man who fears god and shuns evil so satan answered the lord and says does job fear god for nothing have you not made a hedge around him around his household and around all that he has on every side you have blessed the work of his hands said the lord bill and his possessions have increased in the land. So we're safe for one reason. God has placed a hedge of protection around those that fear, love, and honor him. It's that hedge that protects us and keeps us safe. It's not because we're so great. It's not because we have the best defenses in the world. It's not because we have the greatest military in the world. It's because of his favor and mercy and grace And we must never lose sight of that. In another word for hedge is fence or a wall. (laughs) Fences and walls are used to keep our puppies in and keep our land from being invaded. They're used to keep out harmful, hurtful Things like pharmaceuticals and and crime. I don't have a problem with people coming into our country. I have a problem when they don't use the gate. I have a problem when they're not vetted. I have a problem when we don't care what they're bringing in or who they're bringing in. That's what I have a problem with. In ancient times, cities and whole countries were walled in for protection and to keep the enemy out, to keep harmful things out, to keep destructive things out. And the Great Wall of China was not built as a tourist attraction. It was built to protect China. And that's why we read in the Bible about watchmen on the wall. They must have had a wall for him to sit on to watch from. And they were watching for the enemy to approach the city. And there were armed sentries and soldiers or national guards or military that were standing by to heed the call of the watchman and stop the breach. And the watchmen are screaming today. But the sentries ain't coming. The national guard ain't coming. The hedge is open. Now we have a spiritual hedge around us, you can't see it but it's there and it protects us and God's the one who put it there because he is in the wall building business. He's got us walled in and he has the enemy walled out and although God uses natural walls, yes he does use natural walls The wall I'm talking about this morning is the spiritual wall we can't see it in the natural but by faith we have to know it's there we have to believe that that hedge of protection is there but just like a natural wall it needs repair sometimes and it needs to be rebuilt at times the portions that are no longer there need to be rebuilt and the portions that have been broken down need to be repaired As long as there's a breach in the wall, dangerous things are gonna come in. And we walk by faith not by feelings. We're taught that in the Bible and just because you feel sick doesn't mean that you're not healed. Just because your bank statement says you're broke doesn't mean that you don't have any money or sources. And just because your mountain looks so big that it looks like you can't overcome it or it can't be moved it can be moved. By faith you can move your mountain no matter what size it is. And I like what uh, God said to his servants in He said, speak to that mountain and say, who art thou, O great mountain? Thou should be removed and become a plain. And so we have the word of God. We have the power of the word of God. And when we speak the word by faith, who art thou, O great mountain? Thou should be removed and become a plain, it's removed. And that plane is easy to walk over. So just because it looks big doesn't mean it can't be moved. And besides, you're not the one moving it. God is. You're speaking to it. And God is using your words and your faith to move it. The things that you can see are temporary. The Bible tells us they're temporary and subject to change. In other words, if you can see it, you can change it. If you can see it, it can be moved. And and, you know, we just, the way we've been brought up and the things that we've been taught and uh, you turn on the television, everything is negative. Everything is speaking against God. And and there's so much unbelief and doubt and uh, demon worship in the world today that our minds get programmed to certain things where we always believe the worst of everything. You get a pain and the first thing you think of is the worst. Amen? It can't just be indigestion from pizza. It has to be the worst. And sometimes people think that things can't change because it just went from bad from, from good to bad and then from bad to worse. So they think it can't change. It's gone too far. But if it can go from bad to worse, why can't it go from worse to good? If it can move that direction, why can't it move this direction? Because we don't think like that. But you should think like that because your mind has been renewed on the word of God. You know better. We don't go according to how we feel. We don't go according to what we see. We walk by faith. And faith says things can change, things can move faith says God can turn things around and God can make a way where you don't think there is a way we know Job had a hedge of protection around him and as long as it was there Satan couldn't touch him and didn't touch him for many years God prospered everything he put his hand to he made him the richest man in the east The devil couldn't touch him, couldn't touch his family, couldn't touch his properties, couldn't touch his cattle, couldn't touch anything for years and the Bible tells us in John 10 10 and this is something else we have to understand because of that negative way that we think all the time and that twisted mentality that the world has put into our minds if we're not careful where you know we think that things can get worse but for some reason they can't get better. That type of mind. The Bible tells us in John ten ten that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said I have come that they may have life and that more abundantly. Not just life but abundant life. And we get the two mixed up sometimes. So we need to know once and for all who does what here. A lot of Christians believe that the disasters, and you heard them on the news, it's an act of God, it's God's will. But these disasters that happen to this nation and around the world are caused by God. They're confused. See, God doesn't cause hurricanes. He doesn't cause natural disasters. He didn't cause COVID. He didn't take your loved one from you. He didn't pass judgment on this country and he didn't pass it on you. Not yet. So if you think that he had anything to do with killing, stealing or destroying, then you don't know him like you should. Who does the stealing, killing and destroying? The devil. Then what makes you think God and him switch places at times? (laughs) They never switch places. The devil is always the one who kills, steals, and destroys. And God is the one that gives life and that more abundantly. Always. Never changes. Job failed to maintain his hitch. And that's the problem with most people in in the Christian world. They don't maintain their hitch. Shoot. Millions of them don't even know about the hitch. Job failed to maintain the heads that God placed around him and his family and his properties. He got in fear, showed a lack of faith, and that opened the door to the killer, the stealer, and the destroyer. And when he got in, that's exactly what he did. It was because of Job's lack of faith and getting in fear that caused his head, his hedge, to be breached. Job said in 326 of his book, What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. If he was in faith, he wouldn't have been fearing and he wouldn't have been dreading. As a result, he says, I have no peace, no quietness, I have no rest. Only trouble comes. Let me tell you, Satan wants to steal kill and destroy everything in your life, including you. But the only reason he hasn't been able to, at least to a certain extent, is because that hedge has been somewhat maintained. You come to church, you hear the word, you get faith. Pastors always teaching you not to get in fear, not to be afraid, and all these things continue to maintain your hedge. Uh, you, learn, you learn to trust in God. You learn to speak his word. That maintains the hedge. But when you neglect these things, then the hedge begins to crumble and the hedge begins to fail. The wall that God has around your, wall, your life all of a sudden has a way in for the enemy. And that's what happened to Job. Job was so worried about his family sinning, his children sinning, because they were some wild childs. They were partying all the time. And he was so afraid that they would sin and curse God that he got f- into fear over it. And he offered offers sacrifices just so they wouldn't get in. Now, I didn't say who he offered the sacrifices to. That might have been another problem. But someone that is in faith doesn't do that. Someone that totally trusts God doesn't do that. They don't get in fear. And they don't get in doubt. They don't worry. And, and you know, fear is the opposite of faith. And fear is a sin because anything that is not a faith is sin so Job had more faith in the devil's ability than he did God's and that's what the real problem is when you think things can go from uh, good to bad to worse but you don't think they can go from worse to bad to good then you have more faith in the ability of the devil than you do in God and we need to be wise in these last days We need to do what we can to protect ourselves and if that means you need to wash your hands more often or whatever then that's what you do if that means you don't lick doorknobs and shake everybody's hand that comes along then that's what you do you do what you can to protect yourself but your trust better be in God but we should never allow fear first of all to get into us and then we certainly shouldn't allow it to Dictate what we do and how we handle things, or allow us, or allow it to control us. We should never do that. Amen. Everybody feel feels fear at one time or another, but it's there for a reason. It's an emotion God gave us so that it would alert to, alert us to an impending danger or something, and cause us to take appropriate actions. But we have to get a hold of it first, get it under control before we can think clearly. And know what to do to protect ourselves. Deuteronomy 20 verses 1 through 4 and then verse 8 says this, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, he said do not be afraid of them. Now your enemy isn't always a a soldier, your enemy isn't always another person, your enemy could be lack and poverty your enemy could be sickness when i went out to battle against my sickness the one thing i had to constantly maintain was not getting into fear and it seemed like he was more numerous than me he was bigger than me but he says do not be afraid of them for the lord your god is with you who brought you up out of the land of egypt that's the reason we shouldn't be afraid is because the Lord our God is with us and the first rule according to this when you fight for the Lord he said do not be afraid of the enemy no matter what that enemy is no matter who that enemy is he's saying do not be afraid that's the first thing and why is that important because spiritual laws are put into motion either for or against you Based on what you say and what you feel. I mean if you feel fear or faith and the enemy operates through fear so no matter how big the enemy seems to be, no matter what kind of weapons that you see, God says be not afraid for I am with you. If you meditate on it a second and just think you know I'm going into this battle and you look to your side and God is with you would you be afraid? No, you wouldn't be afraid. Why? The most powerful, powerful being in the universe is going in with you. He's not going to let you be defeated. And then in verse 2, it says, So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle, you're just getting ready to go in, that the priest shall approach and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. Because of your enemy. He said, do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid, do not tremble, do not be terrified. And why did he say that? Because he knows you will be tempted to do all of those things. Feelings will come and reports will come. Bad news will come and you'll feel overwhelmed and you'll feel like you're outnumbered and you'll feel inadequate and you'll feel afraid and you'll feel weak. You might even feel hopeless. And that's why he tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't walk by your feelings. Walk by faith. See, we know the power of the spoken word. We've been taught the power of the spoken word. And we can speak to our hearts and say, be strong in the name of Jesus. We can tell ourselves that you will not faint. You will be strong and very courageous. And we can say to our troubled mind, be still so I can think." And then in verse 4 it says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. He's always doing something. He's healing someone. He's saving someone. Just like the song says. Does he still go with us today or is this just talking about Israel? Is he with us like he was with them? Will he fight for us like he fought for them? Yes. Absolutely. But here's a, a, this is a rough spot in the Bible. Then he dismisses some of his soldiers for various different reasons, but I want to pay special attention to verse 8. He's weaning out certain soldiers. And then in verse 8 he says, The officers shall speak further to the people and say, what man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Is there anybody here that's fearful and faint-hearted? Now remember, they're on the verge of battle. They're getting ready to go in and engage the enemy. Yes. And he says, Is there anyone here who is fearful and faint-hearted? Right. And this is right after he charged them twice not to fear or be faint-hearted. And then he turns around and asks him, Is anybody here that's and fear of faint-hearted. So this tells us right here that we have the ability to choose between faith and fear. Yes, we do. So the officers would go through the ranks, saying, "Who's afraid? Who's faint-hearted? Raise your hands." And the ones that were faint-hearted and afraid raised their hands. And you think he'd punish them? No. Just- but he said let him who is afraid and faint-hearted, or afraid or faint-hearted, let him go to his house yes. Yes, what come on what'd you say yes go home yes it's all right yeah, yeah right you're gonna throw a spear in my back when i leave yeah. no go home that's right it's okay see you don't need every man and every weapon to go out against the enemy when God is Amen. Amen. When God right. is going out with you, you still need soldiers, you still yes. need weapons, but as long as you got God, it doesn't make any difference That's how right. many soldiers or how many weapons you have. That's, That's right. Good. But don't everyone? Don't we need everyone we can get to pray? Don't we need every person we can get to confess the word? Don't we need every member of the church to come together for this battle? No. Not if they're faint-hearted That's and right. fearing doubt. That's right. Amen they'll do more harm than good. Yeah. Yes. Not if they're not in faith. Go home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pray through. Read yes. the word. Yes. Meditate. Yes. Maybe you'll be ready for the next battle, but you're not ready for this one.
0: Amen.
1: You know, David did that when he was chasing after uh, his family and, and the men's families and that uh, when they were raided at Ziklag, and he went after them and They got to the place where they're getting ready to cross over and converge on the enemy and enter into battle with the enemy. And he said, Who's tired and weary? Uh He said, You stay behind and watch the stuff. Nothing to be ashamed of. You wore yourself out. You're tired. You won't be any good in battle. You get yourself killed. Stay behind. That's right. Watch all our stuff. They went over, they defeated the enemy. They collected all the spoil and the riches from the enemy, come back and shared it with them equally. Yes, amen. Why? They're still a part of the army. That's right. So why did he send them home? He tells us at the end of the verse, he said, lest the heart of his brethren faint like your heart. Mm. So it's like putting a, a, a bad apple in a barrel of good apples. That bad apple will eventually affect all the good apples. Yes, it will. And fear is like, uh, fear like faith is contagious. That's right, Brother yes. Anders, Thank you. Mm-hmm. It can sweep through an individual, a family, uh, a city, a state, a country. Yes. It can sweep through the entire, and affect the entire nation.
0: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you're in fear, or faint-hearted or in doubt, Go home. Rest up. Get some more word in you. And then come back. So fear tears down the wall that makes up the hedge that keeps the enemy out. I don't know if you realize it or not, but it should give you some idea of how we must guard ourselves. How must we how we must protect ourselves. How we must maintain the hedge around us. Yes. You might not be able to affect the hedge that goes around the whole nation, but you can affect the hedge that goes around your house, Amen. your yeah. property. Amen. And as a matter of fact, I'm gonna take that back. You can affect the hedge that goes around the nation. Amen. And we do it every day through prayer. Yes. Amen. So, what's the first rule of warfare for spiritual people that are about to? Go into battle, do not be afraid. This goes for the soldier who's about to engage the enemy and and he's the one with the weapon. And it's not just in the numbers it's in the faith. God never got nervous because the enemy's army was bigger or had better weapons. Never got nervous. Uh, He tells us don't allow fear to overtake you. Never allow fear to go unchecked because it grows and it spreads into others. And it will break down the hedge. Yes, it will. Ezekiel 22 29 says this The people of the land, the leadership of the land has used oppression and exercised robbery and vexed the poor and needy. The idle may ask clay. <laughs> Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully, the foreigner wrongfully, and they may have let them come in like a flood, Mm -hmm. but they're disrespecting them, and they're doing them wrong in the long, in the long run. I don't have time to get into why it's going to be wrong for them, but... A lot of them aren't going to be happy when the elephants take over but then he says in verse 30 and I sought for a man among them just one man that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap what gap the gap that was made by the hedge that was breached stand in that hole where the hedge used to be that's right make a stand yes make up the hedge Amen. I saw for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land for the land mm-hmm. that I should not destroy it or allow it to be destroyed Amen.
0: Yeah.
1: and this is probably one of the saddest statements in the bible he said but I found yeah. none searched the whole land. His eyes went to and fro throughout the entire yes, world yes, yes. looking for a man or a yes. woman that would stand in the gap and make up the hedge and he could find none. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe that's where our nation is right now except this time the Lord found a man. Yes, it did. He found a woman. Yes,
0: yes,
1: yes. It's called the remnant church. Amen. Yes you know why I called it the remnant church because all the church ain't on God's side that's right Come on. and God didn't cause a pandemic but he used the pandemic to show us the sheep from the goats Amen. Come on. Yes. so we're going to pray we're going to let the Lord know that he found a man. He found Hallelujah. a woman yes. that will stand yes. in the gap and make up the hedge. Thank
0: you, Lord.
1: The hedge in this country is broken down and it's going to take warriors. And I'm not talking about a physical war with weaponry and bloodshed and death and destruction. I'm talking about a spiritual war
0: because
1: yes. if this thing isn't one in the spirit first, It'll never be one in the natural
0: Amen, yeah. or in
1: the physical realm. It has to be one in the spirit. We have to defeat the enemy in the spirit realm. He's the prince and the power of the air. Yes, He is spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. He is confined to the earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where we have to first engage the enemy. We're on the verge of the battlefield. We're on uh, getting ready to step over into the enemy's territory and engage the enemy Amen. in spiritual warfare. Yes. Amen. It's not about flesh and blood. That's right. It's about powers and principalities and dominions and spiritual wickedness in high places. Yeah. That's where the battle has to engage yes. before it shows up down here. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen? yes. Are we still on, Brother Daryl? Praise the Lord. I guess all that rhyming and stuff works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand there our feet and pray. And this is just a this is just a beginning of prayer. We all need to pray on a regular basis. As individuals, as families, as a church. We need to continue to pray this because right now. We're in a season where the wall that's been breached is being repaired. Yes. And the sections that have been incomplete for years are being rebuilt. Yes. And we have to put this whole wall back together.
0: Hallelujah.
1: The spiritual wall yes. first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see about physical walls later. Father we declare and decree right now in the name of Jesus that you just found a man. You just found a woman that is willing to stand in the gap and make up the hedge, God. We want to repair the breach, God. You found a little church in Louisville, Kentucky that is willing to do that, Lord. We are willing to take up the, the uh, our weapons and we are willing to go into the battle unafraid and with a strong heart. Not a faint heart, Lord. We're going in with a strong heart. And we are ready with the sword of the Spirit in our hand, God, our only offensive weapon, and we will engage the enemy. We pray that the heads that has been broken down, the breach that has occurred, will be repaired first. And then those sections of wall that are totally, completely trampled over and trampled down and run over, God, will be repaired next. And whether it's for an individual, a family, a town, a city, a a state, a country, a nation, a world it doesn't make any difference, Lord, this is for everybody. This hedge is necessary for everybody. And and we know that it not only keeps bad things out, but it keeps good things in. Hallelujah. And so this is our goal. This is what we want to have. We want the breach repaired. We want our hedge repaired, God. And we will stand in every gap that is broken down until it gets repaired, Lord. And we know it's repaired with prayer, and it's repaired with faith, and it's built back up with faith. But before we repair the breaches, and before we replace sections of wall, we're not going to wall the enemy in with us lord we want this land purged of every evil thing every evil desire we want this country purged of sickness and disease and crime and drugs and every evil thing lord we want it purged and driven out before we repair the wall before we repair the breach in the wall God. Hallelujah. hallelujah we're not going to repair the head or rebuild the wall While the enemy is still amongst us. Hallelujah. We're going to take the direction of the Holy Ghost. And in the spirit realm, we're going to go into every town and city. And we're going to kick down the doors. Lord, we know that before an army can go in, they soften the beach. They, they come in with the big guns and the artillery in that. And God, I believe that's been done. I believe that you've done that. The big guns have been fired, Lord. The warning yeah. shots have been fired. And the enemy is being destroyed and driven out. But now you need the foot soldiers to go in and kick the doors in and search every nook and cranny and drive the enemy out one by one if necessary. Thank God for the big battleships. Thank God for the artillery. Thank God for the big weaponry, Lord. But it's always taking the infantry. It's always taking the foot soldiers to go in. And do the final sweep and the final cleanup, yes. and that's the job yes. of the church. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. And the yes. church is ready to go in and kick every door in and, and yes. search every room, every nook and yes. cranny, every cellar, yes. every basement. Yes. There is no place for the enemy to hide because Hallelujah. the Holy Ghost oh. is leading us on a seek and destroy mission. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah! So we Hallelujah. thank you, Lord. Yes. We praise yes. you, Lord, that yes. we will be victorious. Hallelujah. And we, we. We thank you, Lord, for the power of the written word. We thank you for our authority, Lord. We use that authority right now, and we command the enemy to leave this place in Jesus' name and don't come back. We plead the blood of Jesus in this country lord the blood of every man and woman that was ever shed for the freedom of this country lord we honor that blood but above all we honor the blood of jesus that was shed for every one of us every man and woman and child in the world and god we honor that blood today and that's the blood that we apply to this nation right now in jesus name and lord we thank you that every evil yeah, well, Whatever side he's on, I don't care what his title is. I don't care what he calls himself. I don't care if he rhymes with dino or if he's a donkey or if he's an elephant. It doesn't make any difference to me. I declare that if he's evil, if he's not willing to repent, if he's not savable, if he's not repentable, God, then I ask that he be rooted up, uprooted and Thrust out of this country in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 This is God's country. It's not just Virginia or West Virginia. This whole nation is God's country. God, you started this country. You built it on the foundation of your word and godly men and women. You built this country, Lord, and I know you have a special place in your heart for this country, and you're not going to let it be destroyed. It is not going to go to the wayside. You have a plan Hallelujah. for this Hallelujah. nation in the Hallelujah. end times, yes. and I see it in the book of Revelation, yes. and it shall be yes. so, just yes. like you've declared it, and just yes. like you wrote it, yes. it shall Hallelujah. happen yes. in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we thank you, and we Hallelujah. praise you this morning, Lord. Yes. Thank you for the hedge yes. of protection. Yes. We've ignored it too long, We realize yes. now it must be repaired. Yes. We realize now it's going to take men and women of faith to stand yes. in the gap and make up the yes. hedge. And we are willing to do that along with countless others in this nation that are willing to do that. God, I pray for misdirected, misguided. So-called Christians that think that they can do things that you don't agree with and they can get away with it. They can't in the name of Jesus. If you said it's wrong, it's wrong. If you said it's a sin, it's a sin. And no man can change that no matter how he justifies it or how he thinks he can change things. He can't. Because you don't change. The word doesn't change. But, Father, we thank you and praise you. We look forward to good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we're excited about the things you're about to do. And, God, we're looking forward to this great revival that's going to take place here shortly. I believe it's already begun in other other countries and other nations but this is going to be the hub this is going to be the wheel within the wheel right here in the united states of america this is where all the spokes are going to go out over the rest of the world and bring this great revival hallelujah because i know the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience for it and 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 we know that you've had long patience for it but it's coming to the, the place where you just don't have any more time Thank you time is running out, thank not patience, Lord. Lord. Because sooner or later, you've got to wrap this thing up and bring it to an end. But before you do, we Lord. know you're going to have one final strong oh, thrust and push. Thank you're going to uh, thrust laborers into the harvest field in numbers that we can't thank even imagine. And they're going to thank reap a Lord. great harvest in this end time. Thank they're going to reap the fruits of the earth, the precious yes. fruits that you yes. call yes. them the souls of people and you're going to take all that you can possibly take to heaven before you. Unleash your fury and judgment on this world. Thank you, Lord. Lord. God, I pray for each and every individual that's in this room and in our Facebook audience this morning. Lord. God, that you bless them, that your hand be upon them, that you sustain them during this building process and this rebuilding process, Lord. Lord. God, that you protect each and every one. You gave us all a guardian angel, Lord, and he's sitting around with rusted armor because we don't use him, and we don't Speak the word to him, and we don't command him to go before us and trip every trap and snare the devil's even yes. thought about setting before yes. we get to it, Lord. Ministering spirits and guardian angels, yes. go before us and make our way prosperous and successful in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, I plead the blood of Jesus, on them, Lord. Yes. and I say, No evil will befall them, and neither shall any plague come near their dwelling. And they will dwell one day in the house of the Lord forever and ever, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember Jesus is Lord.